Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. On November 4th, 2015, Kathy and Rosalia. Okay, Rosalia, tell me a celebration. Let's start off with a ce- at least one celebration for the week. Um, at least one celebration for the week. Hmm. Um, I have not yet done so, but the attorney in my office told me I could send him my bylaws and he would review them for free. And help me out regarding my uh, Airbnb stuff. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I don't know if I told you that. I don't know if I. Yeah, I didn't realize he was in your office and he was doing it for free. Yes, so that's nice. Um, how about something about you? Something about me. My uh, junior year high school prom date came into town and took me out mon- Sunday and Monday. Hmm. And how was that? Yeah. It was a lot of fun, actually. A lot of fun. Um, Sunday Sunday night, we went out to uh, dinner. We went out to drinks, and then we went out to dinner, and then Monday he came here, and we drank a bottle of wine, which was cool. It's just, uh, you know, we've rediscovered each other through my best friend who was also like a neighborhood kid of his and his lived in her name. He, they lived in the same neighborhood as I guess what I want to say. So it's good. It's good. He lives in Orlando. He has uh, three kids. He's been divorced three years. Um, just a nice, a really nice guy and just lots of laughs, conversation, good, like, you know, at one point on Monday night, he looked at me and he goes, you know, I haven't told anybody anything about my divorce and my ex-wife you're the only one wow "Wow." yeah glad he at least told you i know (laughs) i don't know i don't know how people i'm sure he told somebody something but not what he disclosed to you know what i mean that's my take on it anyway i can't imagine that that's quite a yeah yeah i mean he didn't he said that he's dated you know many girls and things he didn't talk to any of them about her you know and one of the reasons he felt that he could with me was because he's known me for 35 years you know or whatever Mm. probably 35 years yeah so um yeah it was really a good time a good time so anyway so basically um how how was your 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 week like your your angst with this B&B thing? Were you, were you able to listen to sometimes and, and at times and move with it, or where are you at? Um, I am um, I'm not anxious about it anymore. I, um, I've only done the top, the, the repeat of the exercise once, but I think when I heard, when I reheard, all the stuff that I told him, told you about him, instead of replaying it to all my friends defending myself, it's a different point of view. And it doesn't make it... Uh, say again? Tell me more about that, exactly yeah. what you mean. So it doesn't... I, I, so instead of me t- retelling... Instead of me telling the story over and over to everybody... Um, and me being the victim or me being this is so unfair, I can't believe this is happening to me. When I heard the recording of you and I, I had a better understanding of how he was and how he is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, and so even to chalk one up onto that too, a friend of mine from – 
one of the yoga studios I practice uh, needs a place to stay until she gets her feet grounded, uh, which will be for the next two weeks. And uh, you'll love this. So I told her about what was going on with him downstairs. And I said, if you run into him, please introduce yourself and tell him that you know me and you practice yoga with me and I know your family, which I do, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. So she ran into him and um, said just that. And he was very receptive. And he said, oh, you know, she knows your family. And we then went on about, like, yeah, she's good friends with my mom. Her and my mom did the same yoga practice, yoga teacher training, you know, did, I mean, the whole thing. So that went over very well, which is interesting. Um, oh. Yeah, yeah. Good. So, I, you know, it's a, it's a start. I don't know what... You know, I don't, I'm I'm not, I don't feel hopeless, but I don't feel, I don't feel any more hopeful, but I don't feel hopeless. Good. Did you do the, the violet flame exercise again? I did. I did. I did do that. Yeah. So I did the whole thing again. And I, you know, I, um, now what I feel for him is, I mean, my first instinct is to feel um, that I want to smack him. But I also feel that how many people are just like him and live in fear and can't, you know, and live in fear and and live like this. Yeah, brilliant. Awesome. Yeah, and, and really, um, you know, I find it very interesting, and I, you know, to say it's his generation, to say it's this or that, that would be great, but that's also, and I know stereotypes exist for a reason, but there's, um, I, I I do see his point of view um, much more than I want to. Does that make sense? <laughs> right? I, I see something that. Oh man, you are so different talking about this this week from last week. Yeah, and I was so. Sorry. Yeah, I was really. It's gone. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm still sad about it. You know, when I think about it, I get a little. What I found very interesting was Monday I was sitting around, I'm in a Monday night prayer group at church, and um, we were sitting around waiting for the sister that conducts the meeting or hosts the meeting to make copies of the thing, we, the program that we were reading, and my phone rang, and it was a 415 number, and I said, hi, I wonder if this is the Airbnb people, and it was, and it was someone there was some someone from customer service in or host services at at Airbnb, and they were calling to see why I had taken off my listing and to make sure everything was all right. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, and yeah, I had an impressive call with Airbnb this week too. I'm really glad to hear that. Wow, you did or you did not? I did. Yeah, yeah. and I told her everything fun. that's. I'd love to hear about it. And I told her everything that was going on. She said, I feel like you're doing the right things. And, um, you know, you have your ducks in a row. She said, we hate to lose you. I don't know if you're aware of this, but you're, um, I was the top lister in Charlestown. Uh, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, I, have the top, I have the top listing in Charlestown on top of being a super host. And so she's like, when your listing went off, our radar, we thought, oh, my gosh, I hope everything's okay. And, you know, she said, we don't want to assume that it's about condo bylaws or whatever, you know. And we we just, I mean, her, she said our first fear is that something happened to you. Um, you know what I mean? Or not not being bad, but, you know, like we're just concerned about our host. Well, that's wonderful. Look at how. Yeah. For it. So what the 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 violet flame if you can keep doing once you you understand what we did inside that pyramid you can do it without the recording and you can just role play in in your mind's eye in your imagination and just talk your higher selves talk to each other and and keep sending him good energy including loving energy and yeah. hope that that is going to turn him around cuz look at how different he was already with your friend I mean, but he was, he's normally that nice anyway, you know. Then I thought of this great idea that what if he just retires early? <laughs> then I'll buy his unit. <laughs> That's my big plan. 
further down the road, which I find very interesting that I thought of that too because part of me, because he mentioned that he wanted to sell his unit in our condo meeting, and I was thinking, huh, I wonder if I mentioned to him that I would be willing to buy. I I would consider buying it, you know, even just to rent it out. And um, You mean so you'd own both? So I'd own both, yeah. And um, although I, you know, I secretly still want to move to Marblehead. But anyway, um, so that I thought, like, that could be an option too. Who knows? Who knows why this happened? I mean, you know. So I, I there is a little, a wee bit light at the end of this. <laughs> no, there's a lot of light here. Do you realize you just broke a huge life pattern of reacting, 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 you can now, you've now stepped back and you were able to look as the observer to see what was going on with him and with you and to see it in perspective and to see you know, what it was rather than take it all as an attack on you. Do you realize right. how huge that is to, to see this big, big thing differently? You've never done that before. No, and, I, and uh, although I'm still really hurt by it. Well, that's you that's okay, but I mean, you can be hurt by it, but we can get we can we can work through that one too because it was not a personal attack and the hope is that he's going to come around. You're going to send him good energy. Now that you don't have this angst and and mm-hmm. this charge and this anger that you had before, you can Yeah, I was furious. Him good energy, he can change. Mhm. And he may change his mind. Right. So I, ironically, I have another friend coming after Ruthann leaves. <laughs> and I thought, what? Well, kind of, I have another friend that's coming to visit her nephew at BU. And mm-hmm. it's my hope that he meets her too. Like these are, even though these are personal friends of mine, But when they meet him, she they can introduce themselves and say, "Hi, my name is such and such, and I'm a friend of Rosalia's." And da 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 da, you know. Uh, um, and right. I think I think that's kind of neat too. I don't know. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Keep doing these friendly, um, friendly acts, loving. Right. Acts. I mean, really, right. and, and you just sit, when you're sitting quiet. I mean, really, go back into the pyramid and just send him good vibes to his higher self. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I you know, and I'm still disappointed. I I can't. What's funny is that I don't know if my, and I have to be honest, I don't know if I'm not as disappointed because I know I'm getting into the my slower season. And so technically, I wouldn't really have anybody. So I don't know if that's why I'm not, or it's just dissipating. But I was full on charged for three weeks. Let's just, <laughs> you know, put that out on the table. I was charged up, right? Mm-hmm. What did you do about clients that already had reservations? I didn't. I uh, didn't book anybody past the. I so when he asked me to not take any more reservations, oh, you didn't I had, any. I didn't have any. I was receiving them. I turned down. I lost about a thousand dollars of what I turned down oh. before I shut it off. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, of course you're upset because it's a, it's a wonderful stream of revenue. Yeah, that's just a lot of fun, and it allows you. Um, I forgot my train of thought. Um, so I don't know if I shared this with you. I said to my oh. therapist that one thing I did see about this was that perhaps, what did I say this really, um, that my energy spent doing my Airbnb could be spent doing something else in my life. That's interesting. And, and, what idea? And, yeah, and perhaps it's this guy that's down in Orlando. Perhaps it's another guy. Perhaps it's even dating, um, because it's you know it's a big job being a host. 
So. Yeah. So what do you mean this guy in Orlando? How did how did the Airbnb get in the way of the the guy in Orlando, or how does that make room for him if you aren't doing that, or somebody like that? Um, I could travel down there, and I wouldn't have guests to worry about. Or I, you know, if he said, "Hey, can you come down next weekend?" and I had a guest booked, I couldn't go down oh. and see him. Okay, gotcha. And vice versa, you know. Yeah. Okay, and that brings me back to when we were working two weeks ago on the available, unavailable, unavailability of men and of you. Where, right. Where, where are you at with that? When you're thinking, what are you feeling? Um, you know, I shared I shared our conversation with a very good friend of mine, and um, she thought it was interesting. I think it's interesting. Um, I totally get the whole um, now I really get the big picture of my father because where before if I didn't acknowledge before I didn't acknowledge that he it was not okay that he was not around it was always okay to me because I made myself think it was okay right and so if I, and I mean, you know, if I forced myself, really, in my heart, to think it was okay, and I've just now realized that, then I totally get why I was attracted to unavailable people. Yeah. Because not only, you know, before, there I was just thinking, well, my not only was just my mom, for I mean, for the, until we had that conversation, it was just that my mom wasn't available for me. My father was in the picture, but he was always working. I didn't. I gave him. You the gave out, him a, right. You gave, gave him quite. Him a, <laughs> I gave him what? A pass. The pass. I gave him a pass, right? I gave him a. I gave him a pass that it was okay for him not to be available, and it was not until you and I had the discussion where I was like, "Wait a minute, if I've admitted this, this." If I if I had never had that conversation with you, I would never have. I mean, I'm starting really to open up to realize how long I've given him the pass. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's awesome that you're becoming aware of this. That's the first step to changing it and to changing yeah. it. And, you know, Venus does it differently. She's like, you know, you said it differently the way than she said it. She says, I remain um, faithful to my mother and how my mother doesn't like men. Oh. Not. So you, this is. You didn't tell me that. I didn't know your mother didn't like men. All I know oh. is she's some handsome. Yeah. But if you think that she. Um, If you think that the first thing she wants to do is always knock them down, you know what I mean? Like, well, if the first thing is handsome. And then the second thing is, what does he do? And the third thing is, where to go to school? Right? You know, and so here's building the, I don't know if it's financial outlook. I don't know what to call it. Right? But she's quick to always find something. Now, my mother, my parents are quick to find anything that's wrong with anybody, male or female. But with men particularly, it is huge. It's just like, and, right? Didn't I tell you he was such and such, right? Now, I don't know where where that comes from, but her father was also not available. (laughs) I don't Uh know if I told you that. Did I tell you that? Your your mother was also miserable with your father. Yes. And miserable with herself. And miserable with herself. She's miserable with everything. Mm-hmm. From what I gather. Oh, that's true, yeah. So, of course, she's going to, and she always knocked you down, and she knocks your men down. She knocks everything down. Right. Because if you're not happy, you don't want anyone else to be happy. Yes, exactly. Is that God. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, so now that you can see that clearly, mm-hmm. that 
is that helping you to not take pers- not take it personally that she always knocked you down and didn't know how to compliment you? Right. Yes. And, and but not- I think now it's even a bigger picture now that I get the father piece. It makes it all one. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is really cool. These 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 awarenesses are. Mm-hmm. Big pieces of the puzzle together for you. Um, and alongside that, it makes me sad. Yeah. I mean, I'm fortunate. You know, my friend that said so my friend that I was telling this about to, she's 52, and um, she's a lovely gal. And her mo. So I attract an unavailable men. She attracts men that cheat on her. That what so, her? That cheat on her. That cheat on oh my. So I've given you I've given her I've given you her your phone number. Anyway <laughs> I'm like, you gotta call her. You know uh, what your problem is. <laughs> anyway, oh by the way, I, I don't laugh. I as I, I really appreciate that because that is how I grow my business on referrals. Yeah. And I'm like, but, what if what if you could what if you could spend not three months with her and sort this out and not continue to Beat yourself up about this. Yeah. And yeah. it is perpetual with her. What's perpetual? The being ending up with none that cheat on her. Uh-huh. And it's, I think it's horrible, but it's not any different than my situation, I don't think. Right, it's just a variation of it. It's just really? a variation of it. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't feel like I'm as hurt as she is. I think that's a bigger wound to lick, but it's I, it's all the same thing. They're all you have, unavailable. You have the childhood wound of not having been appreciated and complimented and celebrated for who you are. Right. Which is huge. And that goes into your n- not feeling good enough. So Monday night when Charles was here, um, we were in the kitchen and I was opening a bottle of wine and he said... Um, Hey, look, he goes, I don't know. Um, I see this beautiful woman in front of me. He said, I cannot imagine why no one has snatched you up. You're independent. You have all this going for you. You're happy. You're engaging. You're thoughtful. You're kind. You're loving. You're beautiful. He said, I don't know what's wrong with everybody out here. And I said, well, I told you the other, I said, I told you last night. I, uh, you know, I go for people that are unavailable. He said, I get that, he said, but I just can't imagine that. And it was really kind of an interesting... Well, it's a very sweet compliment to hear that from him. And now I think you can also take that to heart and know that things are going to change. Yeah, I mean... You may be able to break that pattern now. I know. You know, and I looked at him and I said, I'm, I'm flattered. And this, you know, he said, Rosalia, you know, it was kind of funny because Sunday night he sent me a text that said, you were always a great gal. And it just goes to show you that great people never, I mean, some people change, he said, and some people lose their spunk, he said, but you've got even, you've gotten even better than you were. I mean, this is from junior year in high school. I went out with him, right? So awesome. That is a huge compliment. I know, it was really a nice compliment. That's so a really great. nice compliment, what yeah. What did your mind do with that compliment when he gave it to you? I, I, You know, for the first time, I didn't joke and I didn't say, well, I, this is just a front. You know what I mean? Or I, or I, I didn't say it to myself. I said, thank you, I'm, I'm flattered. <gasps> awesome. And I mean, I because mean, he said it again, you know, later on in the night, he's like, Rosalia, you really have a lot going for you. And I'm, I said, well, I appreciate that. Um, you know, then I was telling him all about my yoga stuff, and he's like, wow. He's like, anyway, so I was really flattered. I mean, I can't, um, I just think it's, I, you know, for it to be out of the blue. And then I was laughing, he kissed me, and I was laughing. I'm like, and I'm not... And I go, I'm not laughing at you or the fact that you kissed me. I said, I'm just laughing that it's been 31 years since I've seen you. (laughs) 
and now you're kissing me. You know what I mean? Like, like who would have ever thought, right? You know? Yeah. So I just think it's kind. I I have been um, yesterday. I felt numb. Um, it's been a long time that somebody who's known me that long, or even not known me that long, has said something very endearing like that. What a and I also what, yeah, right? a, good a very good validation. Yeah, and you, I also think that people don't give. That made me think of that people don't give this whole dating thing with online and whatever else people use to date. They don't give a lot of people a lot of time or a lot of credit. People are processed too quickly. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you have to have a good, give a good first impression online. That's right, always. Yeah. Um, are you? Did you? Did you create that celebration journal or gra- and or gratitude journal? Yes. Write down what he said in there. That goes in there. Are you oh. writing down all these great? I things am. Out? I was writing some stuff down when I was waiting to call you. Um, I'm behind a couple of days, but I can catch up. It goes in there, and then all these things you can re- reread, especially if you're feeling down. And uh, they help to build your confidence back, especially when you ha- got no kudos growing up for so friggin' many years. Oh, I see, right. That's going to leave you with feeling not good enough. And I think one of your core limiting beliefs is not feeling good enough because your parents never made you feel good. How right. could you feel good enough with parents? How could you possibly feel good enough with parents who were not there for you and did not did not praise you and and just just picked on picked on you and 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 criticized you. How could you? And then I, grow you know, and, I like. And then the other day, I was remembering something that my, I think my mother had given me. That I still have this ring. My sterling. My mother gave me this bow tie ring. It's like a a. It's not really a bow tie. It looks like a bow tie, but it's just a bow sterling silver ring. And I remember when I got it. The note that she gave me and that was, we are so proud of you, right? And I was a, right out of college. And uh, and I was flattered. I remember getting the, and I remember getting that note. But I don't remember anything <laughs> before that note. Does that, I mean, like I had told you, right? So all this other good stuff, I don't, if there was anything else going on good, I remember that's when it's that's when I remember her starting to tell me a lot of things. I was what twenty one. Mhm. You know, so and I just remember that because I saw the ring the other day. But it just blows my mind that all of that. You know, and the mentality. I guess what blows my mind is that the mentality of we're providing for you know food, clothing, and shelter, and heat, and air conditioning, and that should be it. Not the, and that should be enough. You know? And I said to Charles, I said, can you imagine the only thing my mother taught me about what to like in a man is if he's handsome or not? And Charles looks right at me, Kathy, and he goes, well, those are tough standards. <laughs> I mean, it was just like one of those, like, the only thing she taught me. <laughs> and he's like, wow. He goes, do you think I'm handsome enough for her? I said, I don't know. I don't, I said, I, you know, I'm not talking to her, so I don't, I don't care, you know. Um, I said, I think so, but, you know. He just, like, shook his head. He's like, but I no longer wonder why I've, you know, another celebration that I really feel I've picked up uh, during my work with you is that I no longer wonder why I did a lot of things I did. Oh, great. Well, I mean, that's what I really feel. I was like, this is what I was saying to my friend Tanny. Like, no wonder I've gone out with all these men that are unavailable. No wonder I, you know, with jobs that weren't good enough for me or did, you know, whatever. 
No wonder. And then it doesn't have to be that, you know, That's that way. That anymore. awareness. Right, yeah. As opposed to why is this happening to me over and over, you know, or what, whatever that. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that, doesn't that help you feel more peaceful? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right, and it's not, and and in some sort of, you're going to laugh, in some sort of weird way, less anxious, right? Because I'm not, like, chasing my tail, like, why does this keep happening to me? Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you know, I know that in the bigger picture of things, like, well, this is why it was happening to me. That'd be a great aha to tell your girlfriend. She's probably wondering, why does this always happen to me that I'm cheating on me? She does. And what I said, you know, I said, I think it's, I think all of these answers are deep down within us. I said, we just need some serious uncovering, but you also have to want to hear it. Like, and you have to be so over it, right? You have to be so absolutely like, if I don't change, you know, now I know why people are, say the way they, you know, they have been their whole life. Because if you don't have the willpower to change and to move on or motivate yourself, and then you won't. Right, you have to have the willpower to change. You're right. Right. I- really can't work with clients that don't have the willpower to change because they won't. Right. And no matter what you tell them to do or how you tell them to do it or whatever, right, it just doesn't resonate with them. Right. Because the will has to be stronger, right? Doesn't your will have to be stronger than your mind? Because your mind is going to convince you that everything's fine. <laughs> That's my feeling. <laughs> yeah. Right? Spot on, yep. Because yep. isn't it always like, well, this is the way it is. This is the way it's always going to be. And you've got to be able to commit. You have to be able to commit to change. Mm-hmm. Totally. Commit to a new choice. Mm-hmm. I can make a new choice, and that's what you're doing. You're changing these old stories. All these stuck, stuck old stories that were unconscious and drove your decisions and drove your behavior. I mean, right. oh, getting free of these, that is so big. It is going to change everything for you. You said drove my behavior and drove my... Decisions. Decisions. Without you knowing it. You know, like why'd you go out with these unavailable men? It drove your decisions to choose a man that way. Without mm-hmm. consciously aware of it. Right. You're becoming conscious. This is nothing more exciting in this world than to become conscious. Then you right. oh. clarity and peace in the consciousness and can make new choices. Mm-hmm. As you can see now. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. A beautiful. And I it's kind of an interesting I don't want to say gig, I don't know what else what other word to use, right? Where you're and you know that you're I mean my mind I, I get my mindset of when I start to do something new, it's like, you know, I don't, Gina has said this repeatedly to the group that my life coach group, my therapy group, if you're not changing, you're not growing, and if you aren't scared, you're complacent, (laughs) right? I mean, not that you should be living in fear by any means, but. It's right. It's right. Yeah. I know what you mean. There's probably another way to say the thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you're trying to say is if you're not willing to take to find the courage to step past your old shit, mm-hmm. um, you'll be and you'll be stuck in the discomfort of that comfort zone. And right. Almost, something like that. You were trying to say. Right. And 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 then they never leave. Yeah. I so understand why people can't or won't or don't want to change. I I really get it. It's hard for me to, I mean, I I comprehend it, right? 
to some Can extent. Say again. Can you explain the why people don't want to? It's you easier. Mean fear is too big? Right. It's easier. Easier. Mm-hmm. It's easier not to change. It's easier to become, it's easier to remain complacent. It's easier because then you don't, like I said to my friend, you have the answer within your heart on why you are going after men that cheat on you. And you can dig and dig and dig and dig, but you're not ever coming up with the real reason. Because you don't really want to know. Yeah. If you wanted to know... So, in other words, if I don't... If I... Because I really want to change, I'm actually... doing something about it continually, you know. Yeah, you're doing a lot about it. And... And that's where, and if someone's hesitant to change, if they work with me or somebody like me, can help to be more gentle on the process of change, mm-hmm. so that it doesn't, so that you, it's, I just work, you know, as you know, I help you get through the bumps. So right, and it's, but it's not, I mean, it's not brutal by any means. Yeah. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not scary. That doesn't mean it's not. I don't want to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? You're courageous. Uh, yes. yes. Renee Brown has a fantastic quote. Oh, isn't she the best? Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find it real fast. There it is. Vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity, yeah. change. Yes, you have to be willing to be. You are willing to be vulnerable and to learn and to explore and to discover and to remember who you really are deep down in your heart that got covered mm-hmm. up, layers and layers mm-hmm. of crap. Yeah, you, got, you get that. It's so awesome that you get that. Mm-hmm. And by all means, I, you know, I, um, I don't think that um, any of this is easy. Right. No. Because the, every day that I have something like this to do, I'm like, oh, I could reschedule. <laughs> right, or I could. <laughs> oh, I give you an A plus because you haven't. <laughs> I have not. That's right. But- <laughs> it takes a lot for me to reschedule something. I mean, as as miserable as I am, you know what I mean. Sometimes. And look Mark, at sight and how much better you feel, and how much lighter you feel after each call. Right. And how much you're well, learning. I, you know, last week I don't know. It was kind of interesting. By the time I had, so I saw I spoke to you. What it was it Tuesday or what Thursday? Yeah, what, Tuesday. By the time I got to Dina, you know, my therapist on Saturday, I was I, I didn't want to talk about it anymore because I felt like I you and I had done so much work about it. That yeah. was I didn't feel like I was gonna get feel any better about it. By the time then you my, got to on Saturday? By the time I got to my therapist on Saturday, because you and I had done so much work and that hour was so much more I don't want to say so much more valuable than but it was. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that compliment. <laughs> and so, like, there was a big part of me that's like, I don't even want to talk about this with you because I've already got my money's worth the other lady. <laughs> yeah, so did you talk about something else? I did. I did. I talked about work and stuff. But, you know. Um, tell her, talk about your celebration and how far you moved. Right. Did you tell her that? We talk about, I talked about yoga and stuff. And, you know, she's a yoga teacher, too, so we talk about a lot of, you know, our fears and anxiety about teaching. And that's really good to, for me, too, you know. Um, but I taught the best yoga. I've taught one of the best, if not the best, yoga classes Saturday morning. I mean, Sunday morning. Oh, great. great. Uh, you know, and um, one of my students who's there almost every Sunday, he's a retired Army guy. 
He said, Rosalia, my neck and my shoulders were hurting so bad this week. And every single pose we did helped alleviate that pain. And he said, my shoulder and my neck doesn't hurt anymore. Did you put that in your journal? No, but I'm going to know. And so I literally sat there and I said, thanks for letting me know. Thanks for telling me, John. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he said, every time I come here, you make me feel better. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's so awesome. <laughs> Down to. Now I know why people teach. And I mean, like, I always knew why people teach taught yoga, but now I really know. Now, there's so you many know. similarities to what you're talking about to uh, me marketing myself in my talks and going out mm-hmm. to give there are so many. There's so much fear that comes up, you know, before you give a talk or before you find. Yeah. A place. It's the, it's the same thing, and it's absolutely amazing amount of confidence and courage it takes to uh, work your way through it. It does, and it's kind of an in, an interesting. Um, I mean, practice does make perfect in anything. Um, I mean, I'm not. I'm not stage fright. When I left, when I was at Kapalu five years ago, you would have not known I was the same teacher now. Um, I was riddled with fear, but I didn't care. I was like, I, I don't care. I'm, I got to figure out why this is bothering me, and I'm just going to plow through it, right? But I, um, I was really scared, like full blown anxiety attack. I had diarrhea all day long if I had to teach that afternoon or that night. It was horrible. And you work through it and look where you are now. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. Another thing to feel really good about. And not one time, I do remember this, not one time when I was at Kripalu did I think, I'm just going to get in my car and leave. Not one time. Mm. But I did, you know, one day I was so nervous because I had to teach. I didn't get to teach until 4.45 that day. And we had started the teachings, because everybody in my group had to teach 45 minutes times six, so it's all day. And I didn't get to teach until 445. I was the last person in my group. And I had the runs all day long. So that meant I was having to get up and get rid of the bathroom, even though it might have been just a gas pain or a nerve pain in my stomach, but all day long. Okay, but I want you to look at how courageous you are to continue on, and to not even think you weren't going to do it, and look where you are now. And then yeah. imagine, imagine where you'll be next year after you've taught a whole slew of classes this year. Mm-hmm. It's like something, it's like just like you say, you're uncovering the layers. You, something deep and down inside of you knew that you really love this and to keep doing it and to not walk out on it, not let your fear get the better of you. And that's right. a celebration. That's huge. I mean, that's some, your mother doesn't do anything like that. I know. Notice my sister. All she does is rip other people apart. Because, apart. Because she can't do any of it herself. Mm-hmm. Everything she, she says that's negative to you and to everybody else, she's doing it to herself also. That's sad to me. It's it's horrifying to me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's sad. Mm-hmm. But it's her choice. Mm-hmm. It's made it her sure choice. Is. Still making her choices to not change. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you know, one of my favorite lines is, God helps those who help themselves. And there you go. Right? Yeah, that's my favorite line. Someone will say, I can't believe it. And I'm like, well, you know, God helps those who help themselves. Even if you do one inch of something, God will help you. But if there's no effort on your part, why should there be any effort on anybody else's? <laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, why? So, I mean, I this these last three weeks, I mean, it was big, a big learning with the Airbnb things, and so I, um, on a good note, I'm gonna still be a, um, I'm gonna be a ho- part of a host activist type gathering group, 
And um, so, you know, and and what I told them that I would do is still meet with other hosts and help them out or tell them, this is what you need to do. Beware of this and do that. So if I can help someone else get out of or prevent what happened with me. Oh, that's great. That's yeah, because I don't and want I, anybody to lose what... That as you change your energy and how you feel about this guy, he's going to shift on how he feels about the whole thing. And as you do, just like you said, introduce him to your friends who are sick. Have your friends introduce themselves to him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think over time he'll change. And win- I know I get no client, I get no guests in the winter. I don't know about you, maybe in Boston. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, but if the weather's nice, who knows? Maybe we would. <laughs> but what I'm saying, you're not losing out on that much as you give That's him right. come around for the spring. Right, and that keeps exactly. So business started picking up, for, or I started getting business in March. Where the two years prior to that, I didn't get business until April. Oh, okay, maybe I'll get business in March this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or. Views you have, the more business you get. I'm noticing. Yes. Well, plus your 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 data bank of reviews, and you start doing a better job because now you know what you can anticipate people's needs. Does that make sense? I'm not sure, but it's okay. I, yeah. I want to do a um. Well, or else we could save it for next week. I wanted to do a tapping script on not feeling good enough. Oh, yeah. Okay. Get down to a core. But but I'd like you to tell me, I think we have enough time left to do it, just barely. Um, Mm -hmm. Tell me, if you think back to your childhood, what, what was like something that your father said or your mother said that really made you feel not good enough? What was something they did or said or what was an event? Can you... Picture, like a like a yes. two minute movie of some event that really got that into you. Like I am just not, I'm not good enough. Oh my God, I can never do anything right. I'm not good enough. So I had an interview with Delta Airlines, and this was way before EEOC hit the pavement, where they could have all the rules and regulations on weight, height, all those criteria, and they could ask. Employers could ask any questions about your health, about your weight, about anything about you. And um, you, there was also a box on their application where you had to disclose any and all illnesses that you've had. And I suffered from migraines. So I listed migraines. And when I was on the interview, the guy said, so how often do you have migraines? Oh, about once or twice a month. What are they like? You know, he's writing notes down. Um, I've since discovered that they're connected to my menstrual cycle. Okay, fine. So he's writing all this stuff down. What are you going to do if you're in an airplane and, you know, all these scenarios, right? I'm like, well, I didn't take my medication. I, you know, telling my mother. So I made them, I, I say now, made the mistake of telling my mother all the questions he asked me. Oh. And she said, well, what did you say? I said, well, I told him the truth. He said, what? You know, what would you do if you had a migraine and you were, you know, on a six-hour flight to London, Heathrow, what would you do? And I said, I would take my medication and hope that the headache would go away, da-da-da-da-da, what if, you you know, the whole scenario. And she said, I can't remember what she said to me other than this. What you should have said was this. And I had the phone, I had my cordless AT&T phone in my hand, and I said, Mom, it's too fucking late. And I threw the phone down on my bed. Lam left my room. I think I was in, uh, I lived in Atlanta at the time. And I left my room and I just let my phone, like, who knows whatever happened. And I don't think I talked to her that time for almost two months. I was livid. You should have not told him this, or you should have said, you know, I can't believe you said that to him. Why didn't you do this? I mean, it was just. Oh my God, I can hear it in your. I can hear it in your voice. Okay, um, what what do you right now? Where's your your charge on a scale of zero to ten? Right thinking now. that whole thing. Yeah, thinking about that whole event. 
and eight eight and a half. All right, let's do a tapping. I was living. All right, we'll start off tapping on your karate chop point, and I'll tell you when to move to your eye. All right. Okay. Mhm. Okay. Even though this voice, repeat. Even even though this voice telling me I am not enough. Is telling me I'm not enough. Feels so true. Feels so true. And that hurts so much. And that hurts so much. And I am so angry at my mom. And I am so angry at my mom. That she caused me to feel this way. That she caused me to feel this way. I accept how I feel. I accept how I feel. Even though I really feel like I'm not enough. Even though I really feel I'm not enough. This voice inside me feels so intense. This voice inside me feels so intense. And so true. And so true. I accept how I feel. Accept how I feel. Even though I really feel like I am not enough. Even though I really feel I am not enough. That does feel like the truth right now. That does feel like the truth right now. And it hurts so much. And it hurts so much. It is so sad to think how my mother treated me. And it is so sad to see how my mother treated me. And to see how I took it in as not being good enough. And to see how I took it in as not being good enough. I love myself. I love myself. And accept how I feel. And accept how I feel. Okay, move your, now tap on your inside eyebrow and then just move around at your own pace. It makes no difference how long you tap okay. on any. This voice in my head. This voice in my head. Telling me that I'm not enough. Telling me that I'm not enough. It's always telling me that. It's always telling me that. That I'm not good enough. And I'm not good enough. It's telling me there's something wrong with me. It's telling me there's something wrong with me. It's telling me I'm the problem. It's telling me I am the problem. That I'm the one who is lacking. That I'm the one who's lacking. And I can see proof of that throughout my entire life. And I can see proof of that throughout my entire life. My mom and dad. My mom and dad. Always tearing me down. My mom and dad always tearing me down. Never building me up. Never building me up. Never making me feel good enough. Never making me feel good enough. Always making me feel not good enough. Always making me feel not good enough. What a waste. What a waste. What a loss. What a loss. It's so sad. It's so sad. And I could not see through it. And I could not see through it. It became a habit. It became a habit. For me to tear myself apart also. For me to tear my... For me to also tear... Say again? For me to also tear myself apart. For me to also tear myself apart. How difficult. How difficult. And the memory of my mother's reaction to the Delta interview... And the memory of my mother's reaction to the Delta interview. Oh, God, it goes right through me. Oh, God, it goes right through me. Right through me. Right through me. I feel it as if it's happening all over again today. I feel like it's happening all over again today. And I've always wondered if there was hope for me. And I always wondered if there was hope for me. Would I ever feel good enough? But I ever feel good enough. I questioned was that was I good enough? I questioned was I good enough? My mind always telling me I'm not good enough. My mind always telling me I am not good enough. I didn't say it right. I didn't say it right. My mom told me I said it all wrong. My mom told me I said it all wrong. At that interview. At that interview. Oh, I can just feel that. Gosh, I can just feel that. And I've had this voice all my life telling me inside my head that I'm not good enough. And I've had this voice inside my 
inside my head telling me I'm not good enough. It hurts so much. It hurts so much. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. I've had enough of it. I've had enough of it. Makes me feel so alone. Makes me feel so alone. And so sad. And so sad. Old voice in my head. This whole voice in my head. It hurts so much. It hurts so much. And it's just repeating what it's heard all its life from my parents. And it's just repeating what it's heard my whole life from my parents. Now I have to hear it in my head all the time. Now I have to hear it in my head all the time. Like an old tape that constantly runs in my head. Like an old tape that's constantly running in my head. I know this tape so well. I know this tape so well. I wonder if I can begin to stop that tape from running. I wonder if I can begin to stop that tape from running. A part of me. A part of me. Knows I am I am good enough. A part of me knows that I am good enough. A big part of me knows that I am good enough. A big part of me knows that I'm good enough. I look at all that I have done and celebrated and accomplished and achieved and been. I looked at all of the stuff I have accomplished, achieved, and then... And then... And then... And I look at who I am today. And I look at who I am today. In spite of growing up with no praise... In spite of growing up with no praise... And very little love... And very little love... I am filled with love. I am filled with love. And I have so much courage... And I have so much courage. Courage to uncover all these old stories and all this baggage. Courage to uncover all these old stories and all this old baggage. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage. Courage to be vulnerable. Courage to be vulnerable. The willingness. The willingness. I'm proud of myself. I'm proud of myself. I've had, I've done some amazing jobs. I've done some amazing jobs. And now I've gotten myself through the fear of teaching yoga. I've gotten myself through the fear of teaching yoga. I've worked through a lot of fears. I've worked through a lot of fears. And I still am. And I still am. And I feel good about all that. And I feel good about all that. I'm ready to change my story. And I'm ready to change my story. It's been running habitually in my head. It's been running habitually in my head. But I'm not good enough. But I'm not good enough. That must be why it feels so true. That must be why it feels so true. But I have been changing my story. But I have been changing my story. I've been doing all these amazing things. I've been doing all these amazing things. And working hard to uncover me. I'm working hard to uncover me. My essence. My essence. My truth. My truth. And my truth is big enough. And my truth is big enough. My truth is huge. My truth is huge. Maybe I can start to believing that I actually am enough. Maybe I can actually believe that I am enough. feels kind of scary to even say that. It feels kind of scary to even say that. Plus, this voice in my head has been with me for so long. Uh, plus, this voice in my head has been with me so long. It's really my mother's voice and my father's voice. It's really my mother's voice and my father's voice. Not the truth. And not the truth. And they didn't mean it as the truth. And they didn't mean it as the truth. They just know no better. They just know no better. My mom's just really miserable. My mom's just really miserable. Their relationship was really bad. 
the relationship is really bad. And I took it all personally. And I took it all personally. As if it was all my fault. As if it was all my fault. As if I was always wrong. If I was always wrong. That's how they made me feel. That's how they made me feel. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. I wonder if I can start to believe that. I wonder if I can start to believe that. I wonder if I can let it go. I wonder if I can let it go. These words of not being good enough. These words of not being good enough. This tape that runs in my head. This tape that runs in my head. It's time to let it go. It's time to let it go. It's time to feel safe being enough. It's time to feel safe being enough. I am safe. I am safe. I can take care of myself. I can take care of myself. I am safe. I am safe. And only I can say I am enough. And only I can say I am enough. I deserve love. I deserve love. Success. Success. And happiness. And happiness. I deserve all the good that comes to me. I deserve all the good that comes from to me. I am good enough. I am good enough. I am worthy. I am worthy. I am a beautiful child of the divine. I am a beautiful child of the divine. I am love and I am loved. I am love and I am loved. And I do love myself. And I do love myself. And I'm ready to own that. And I'm ready to own that. I'm ready to own that I am good enough. And I'm ready to own that I'm good enough. I love Rosalia. I love Rosalia. I love me. I love me. I am good enough. I am good enough. I take a deep breath. <sighs> Tell me where you're at. When I was telling you that story, I went right back to my old bedroom at that apartment in Atlanta. And that whole vision of me throwing that phone down. Like like I closed my eyes and saw it all over again. I was I mean, you know, I still talk about it. I that's one of my pivotal things about her. So now when you close your eyes and look at it now at your that conversation and your mother saying to you, um Here's what you should have said. You said all the wrong stuff. Here's what you should have said. How does it make you? How, where are you on a scale of zero to ten now? Now I want to. Um, I'm lighter about it. I feel better about it. Um, I'm less charged, but I. Um, you know, I the whole notion of of me saying it's too fucking late. You know, that I know was I said it in defense, and I still wonder what I could have said that would have been way more powerful than that. Can you forgive yourself for not having said something in that moment that was yeah. authentic more powerful? Yes. And you see why you couldn't possibly charged up like you were if you're eight and a half now if you were an eight and a half before we started you were way over a 10 during the con during the event oh yeah how could you possibly have had your wits about you mm-hmm. to especially not understanding you know the the your mom and where she was and where she's coming mm-hmm. from and we've been talking about you didn't understand any of that how i didn't know well, I, not only did i not understand it i didn't know any of it how could you possibly have expected yourself to have reacted any differently? Right. So what I'm asking is, can you let yourself off the hook and 
forgive yourself for the reaction, for the words that did come out of your mouth. Oh, yes. Yes. And can you forgive your mom for, for what she said? Yes, it's hard, but yes. Yeah, it is hard. It's harder. It's very hard. Yeah. But by understanding that she's just miserable and knows mm-hmm. not what she does. You know, that other quote in the Bible. Yeah. No No idea. No idea, Kathy. No idea. No idea. Because my pattern, you know, here I am understanding my patterns. Now I can see her patterns, right? Yeah. 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 It does not feel good. It does. On one level. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it does. You know, and... I would be horrified if I was her. Mhm. But you're you. Yeah. Thank God you're you. Thank God, absolutely. And you're good enough, and you're great. Right. And I'm going to have to go now because I must get up very early. To I have more yeah. to do. Thank you. You are most welcome. I'm going to write a bunch of stuff down in my. Green praise book. <laughs> that was so funny. That's just what I was going to say. Okay. Oh, do you want to schedule the next one? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm on my phone. Um, what's next week? Um, Veterans Day is Wednesday. I don't know if okay. it's I do not. I wish. Um, and I have group therapy on. Actually, I have an event on Thursday, Wednesday night, so I'm not going to group therapy. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, can we do Thursday? Or is that your late day? I can't remember which is your late day. Thursday's fine. I mean, there's... Okay. There are, sometimes I have open some spots I have open on Thursday. Yeah, tell me what works. Okay. Um, either I can do it after yoga, or I can decide not to do yoga because it's either I'm okay next week because I have teacher training this weekend. Okay, um, yoga is after work. Right, so it's uh, six to seven fifteen. So it would be seven thirty. Um, or do you want to do? It's a little late. That's a little late. I know. I um, get up early Friday morning, but it's still a little late. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think how bad my Friday is. Friday. What does your Friday look like? Friday. I have a. I have a couple things on the schedule. Um, I could do Friday night after work. Right after work, like yeah, just like six o'clock. Six o'clock. Right. Oh, I can't. I have horse. Sorry, I'm in a Christmas choir. Um. Oh, wait a minute. This choir is from. Oh no, but I have some in my car. Um. We turn the recording off. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.